like, hello, crime lovers, and welcome to Crime on Tap. I'm Megan, joined by my co-host, Sean. And welcome to our true crime podcast. Join us weekly as we drink our favorite cocktails and discuss gruesome murders, kidnappings, conspiracies, and more. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and heck, your grandma. Leave a review and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Crime on Tap Pod. Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week. And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to Crime on Tap. I was just thinking about this, how... Not last week, but the week before, we talked about how hell or high water, we hadn't missed an episode, and we were doing so well, and then last week, we didn't do an episode. I know. (laughs) Well, I think it's for a good reason, because we really wanted to follow the Gabby Petito case, and yes, we were a little bit lazy, and yes, we wanted to see more development of the case. <laughs> so it was a little bit of both. So a little bit of both. We wanted to give you guys the most up-to-date information on the case currently. So what we're going to bring to you today. Here on Crime on Tap, we love to have a little mm-hmm. drinky-drinky while we mm-hmm. discuss our crimes. So what are you drinking tonight? I have my classic Polar. Oh, okay. So this is pomegranate flavor. Is that your tried and true? My bread tried- and butter. I love seltzer. Sometimes I crave it like alcohol. Like sometimes I'll like, it'll be a long night at the salon. I'll be like, man, I got to pop a polar. Uh, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I really love how all of us together have joined you on this journey of finding polar. Because it started on the podcast. And now I'm obsessed. Well, okay. So you're drinking your pomegranate polar. It's been a long day. You just need to pop one open and check it back. And also I got to... I got to wake up at the crack butt of dawn tomorrow. Okay, why are you waking up early? Because I have to drive three and a half hours to go somewhere. (laughs) That's the secret. Oh, yeah. Are we releasing this by tomorrow morning? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. So going to a friend's bachelorette party and breakfast begins at 9 a.m. Yeah, she doesn't know. Yeah. But it will have already happened by the time we release this. Mm -hmm. But um, So we had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. Your sisters are amazing for planning all this. We just kind of joined in. <laughs> yeah, remember remember the hayride? Oh my god, it was crazy. So what are you drinking, Jonathan? Oh, I was waiting for you to ask me. Tonight, <laughs> I have a little um, white claw. Ooh. Ain't no laws. We need chicken them claws, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is just the natural lime flavor. I just like the a nice lime or lemon. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like those, too. Polar messes up no flavors, by the way. I have nothing else to say. Well, I have a lot to say about Gabby, but we'll get to that. <gasps> okay. Well, alrighty, Let's get right into the Gabby Petito case. Let's get right into the potty. <gasps> <laughs> okay. You're stealing my lines. <laughs> <laughs> the Gabby Petito case has been sweeping the nation. Oh, just like Polar. Just like Polar. <laughs> <laughs> So Gabby Petito, I feel like a big part of why it became so popular is because she has a huge social media presence. Okay. I don't know. Did she have that presence before or 
Because when I checked her presence, it was big, but that was only during things were happening. Because right now she has 1.1 million followers on Instagram. That was the impression I got from the news. But I want to say that the news is full of old people. Yeah. And so I feel like they may not 100% know. So I feel like that that's a valid point. Yeah. I think she had a good following, but it wasn't as like, you know, on like a big level. Mm-hmm. Because she just started a blog. She just quit her job. She posted one YouTube video. So I don't think her presence was, like, like nationwide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. But I definitely think she was in the community of, like, van lifers and, like, traveling. You know, like, those kind of people were, like, following her. Yeah, yeah so that was kind of her gig, like you said. So she quit her job and her and her fiancé boyfriend, whatever he is, um, Brian Laundrie. Um, we're going to go to national parks and blog about their adventures and be so in love and cute and, um, you know, and I want to say he's bald. <laughs> and also in all the pictures they post on all the news or news stations are him wearing that Mount Washington, New Hampshire hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> and we know where that is. We know where that is and we'll never, ever attempt it. <laughs> oh my god no those are for pros it's like yeah. Mount Everest like. yeah it really is <laughs> not not here not for us and so I want to say I feel like we have to get it out in the open the other reason for the popularity she's pretty young white girl mm-hmm. young 22 mm-hmm. blonde white cutesy yeah so uh, and this has brought to attention a lot of um, cases of people of color that have not gotten this huge amount of media coverage. Yeah. And so um, I know one was Jelani Day, um, a missing black man who apparently his remains were found in September, but they never like reported it. Oh, fun. So no one like they didn't even follow up on the case or anything. Yeah. Like, you know, with Gabby, every, like we were saying, like the, the father goes and gets a gallon of milk and you know, it's national news. <laughs> I know. Right. So there's a huge disparity there. And I mean, the thing about Gabby's case is that it's been bringing a lot of those other cases to people's attention being like, Hey, what about my daughter? What about my son yep. of color? And why aren't they getting this kind of recognition? Cause I feel like because it's been so publicized, it's actually helped a lot of people. Yeah. Like, like have more action and more people looking and, um, yeah. like it kind of reminds me of the Elisa Lamb case at mm-hmm. the Cecil hotel, like how all of these, like on Reddit and Tumblr and whatever, all those other sites that there's like detectives on it, analyzing everything. Yeah. And that's what's going on with Gabby too. Yeah. Like, I mean, as we get into it, you'll, everyone will see that. Really, a lot of the reasons why more things are coming of it is because of other people that right. put forth like videos and evidence and are remembering things. And I think it's just like, what if you see something that's really weird go on in front of you, to like make note of it. I do that all the like I've been doing that for years. Like if I hear like a weird noise or something outside, I'll write in my notes app the time and like what I heard. So like, oh my if, god, in case you're, like, questioned? Yeah, in case, like, there's something that actually happened. They're, like, 
happened at 9, 12 PM on this day in this, on the street, I'd be like, Oh my God, I heard that. I'm just waiting for my moment. Really. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Or you could be like me where you, you hear an entire freaking four car pile up and you're like, Oh, it's a street sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's just more because there's so many people that are missing and there's probably Mm -hmm. so many of us that have probably have some answers, but we just, you know, it's not national news. It's not covered. The laundry parents are breathing and they're getting headline (laughs) stories. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And really, that's the only reason why Gabby's, you know, whole thing is coming to light. It's because it's plastered everywhere. Like exactly. I remember I texted you like three weeks ago or two or three weeks ago. And I'm like, are you see-? like, it just came out of nowhere, you know, like and it started it, just be- post after post was about this Gabby girl. Well, and it's like, um, it's on every platform. Like I first first heard about it on YouTube. There's like some news community page posted something. And then you yeah. see it on Facebook. Like I see a bunch of people talking about it on Facebook too. Like it's like, yeah. A household name now. I know, right? I don't know. It's just weird how this one blew up when others. I mean, it, I feel like this is has this has, this doesn't happen like this, you know. I feel like this hasn't happened since media. like since like Casey Anthony. Okay. Um, a lot of people have been comparing him to Chris Watts. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that, but I was thinking that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people like comments mm-hmm. on like because I've been watching like a lot of breaking news, reading the comments, just like reading yeah. articles. And a lot of people said that he reminds him of Chris Watts because yes. of the sheer, like no regret sort of thing. Yeah. Just acting like everything's normal and yep. just not cooperating and just, yeah. Yeah. If you watch the, when we go through the body cam footage, you don't have to watch it to know that he's like a psychopath, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this is the way he yeah, talks. When we, when we get into it, there's a couple of things I want to point out about how how differently they behave and how yeah um, yeah like it's, it's we odd. just have so much to say. I know it's just really <laughs> odd, but I did get the the tingles about the Chris Watts when mm-hmm. I was listening to like his voice. We start off on June 2021, and it doesn't have a specific date, but. Um, Gabby Petito buys a 2012 Ford Transit van. So it's like a white van, no windows, like the creepy kind. Yeah. Uh, Gabby Petito is from Long Island, New York, um, but she was living in Florida with Brian and his parents. Yeah. So she was like a part of the family. Like, yeah. She was involved with, you know, his sister and her kids and everything. She was a part of the family. Yeah. And so. They start their road trip by going um, to back to New York for Petito's brother's high school graduation. Yeah. And so then on, so they spend some time with her family and then July 2nd, they leave New York and start the YouTube channel and the Instagram. <laughs> I sound like an old person. The Instagram. <laughs> she was working originally at a juice bar, but she quit so that they could document their journey to national parks and mm-hmm. and document van life because that's like a huge community living in a van living off the grid so yeah. they're both very granola granola i was gonna say <laughs> have skills in living off the grid yeah I'll and say. i think brian has a huge history of like bear grills type of shit 
yeah like he would go and hike for days and then come back and yeah um, like I'm which back. I think, and um, it was supposed that this was like only going to be a four month journey and I feel like she part of her is probably hoping that um her blog and everything will give her enough money where she could do that full time yeah probably um but it's like what is the likelihood of that there were two boring kind of white people you know mm-hmm. and there's so many people trying to do this I mean, reach for the stars, but the juice bar <laughs> yeah. might be your might be rehiring when you come back. <laughs> well, and I feel like it takes a, it's a lot of luck too. It's it not is, just yeah. oh, you have good content. It's luck too. If someone just finds you, just one random thing goes viral. You know? Yeah, I don't think she was um, expecting to go this viral. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure she'd rather have her life than be viral if this is how she went viral. Oh my god, know? Megan! Spoiler. I feel like everyone knows, but okay. And so from July 2nd to August 11th, she's regularly posting and um, their goal is Utah. So they're on their way to Utah. They're posting being, you know, cutesy videos, being white and happy and everything. Um, And then we get to August 12th. Oh boy, August 12th. Which is a very fateful day. Mm Mm-hmm. So we start August 12th with a report from a bystander who notices Gabby and Brian arguing and fighting and calls in a domestic problem going on at the Moonflower Co-op. How cute! Moonflower! I love that name. <laughs> Granola. Oh, and I want to say that the the caller said that he saw Brian slapping her. Yes. Yeah, he mentioned he... Notice that they are engaging in some sort of altercation and we'll go through the body cam footage later of what Brian claims was happening. Cause it's really kind of confusing and he gives me Chris Watts vibes where, mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to paint the story how he wants it. And I feel like Gabby was just kind of like scared and just trying to please him. Basically as the police are called in to this altercation, um, domestic dispute. Police get to the co-op and they're gone. But luckily, the guy who called it in gave them a description of the van, um, a white four transit with a black ladder on the back. And luckily, one of the Moab police. I love all the names here. Moab, Moab no. police. So one of the Moab police officers sees the van and is speaking on his radio about what he's noticing. And we will play the audio for you right now. Driver is showing some obscure driving, possibly intoxicated. Currently doing 45 miles an hour. Zone through here is 25. Oh, subject says hit the curb. Correction speed limit is 15. You want to place your vehicle into park and go ahead and turn it off? Can I get you to step out of the vehicle for me? Yeah. Just hang tight right there. 
Um, do you mind if I take your keys and just put them on your hood? Yeah, I'm so Thank sorry. You. Oh, no, you're fine. I have several comments. Okay. What are your <laughs> thoughts so far? We already see Gab. We already hear Gabby crying for one. Yes. She's already in distress. She said they've been fighting. Yeah. And she was just, and she was the one who's apologetic. Like, I'm sorry. I was distracting him. This is my fault. Yeah. And meanwhile, Brian is as cool as a cat. She's immediately coming up with excuses. Oh, she's crying. Oh, we're fighting. Oh, because we're camping. You know, like, why is he whipping him off so quick already? Like, you mm-hmm. just got pulled over by the Mormon police of Utah. <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you were saying. <laughs> but it's just, like, the police officer, he's so, like, this has to be, like, his first day on the damn job. Don't you think? Like, he's so nice. And he's, like, listening to them and responding to them. Like, he asked a question and the officer was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> why is he so yeah. nice? <laughs> I I've been pulled over my fair share, and they're always so rude. Right? Like I've actually the the first time I got pulled over, I was crying like hysterically, and the guy was like, "I don't have time for this." Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm crying. I'm like 19 years old. Like, (laughs) right? That was my yeah. So my initial impression, like the cop is like they're going 30 plus miles over the speed limit. And you're going well, 45 and you're hitting curbs? What is going on? Well, and he said the guy is possibly intoxicated, but he never asked, um, sir, have you been drinking? I know, right? He never asked that. What we're getting into next is the body cam footage of Gabby. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm feeling that OCD. I was just cleaning when he dissect that a little bit Mm -hmm. because she comes in by stating she has anxiety stress ocd but then we later find out she doesn't take any medication i am wondering i feel like there's this thing that people do and i feel like it's really common nowadays with the youths is that they're like oh my god i'm so ocd because i like you know like to pick up after myself oh my god it's like you're not diagnosed yeah um you just like to be clean that's you know, not a thing. Yeah. You're not I mean, like that's counting... a thing, but it's not an illness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I totally agree. I'm say she's probably developed these things as coping mechanisms for being in a relationship with him. Yeah. 
And like, he probably like made like made her that way. <laughs> That's the sense that I'm getting. Exactly. Like I'm um I'll put out a little anecdote. Um just when I was with a a man that was not good. Yeah. I'll say. Um a lot of the things I feel like I see in Gabby that I I had in myself when I was with this guy, like mm. I was so upset all the time. Like I was like anxiety vomiting yeah. and like he, as a power move, he would like lock me out of things until I'd calm down. But the reason I was so upset was because he was, you know, like we'll say like gaslighting, like yeah. being like, you're acting crazy when, you know, you have a, a general, like, an appropriate reaction to an abuse that they're putting on you but then you're the crazy one and it clearly it kind of seems like how you're saying with you and also with gabby is like you're almost just like trying to defend them in in a sense too instead of asking for help well because they've convinced you that you're you're the one in the wrong exactly yeah yeah and so i feel like i mean i listened to brian's part too but i feel like i didn't even listen have to listen to know the dynamic yeah. of their relationship and how unhealthy it was and how manipulative oh, and yeah. abusive he is. I literally said in the car, I was like, he 100% beats her. Oh like, yeah. Oh, you can totally see it. It's so sad. Okay. But also Gabby says, Gabby also mentions how she's busy working on her blog, trying to build up this platform, you know, build a following. And he has no belief in her. She says that he's always you know, like ragging on her for this blog, how she's never going to succeed. Um, And she mentions that, which, I mean, is another cause of her stress and anxiety. And Mm -hmm. it's a direct result from, you know, Brian. (laughs) And another class, he's textbook abuse. Another classic thing is to keep her her self-esteem down so that she thinks she can't do better than him and doesn't leave him. If you convince her, that she's worthless and, you know, you're doing her a favor by being with her and, you know, she's going to submit to you. She's yep. going to have, she's going to feel like she has nothing. And this trip, another thing that abusers do is isolate. This trip is isolating. She's far from her family. Mm-hmm. She's far from his family. It's just the two of them. Like they don't always have reception. It's a perfect place for him to really, really break her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you like just by listening to it, you don't have to watch the video, but like if you watch the video, just her mannerisms and like how she's moving, she's shaking, she's scared. You know, this isn't just a result of him not believing in her blog. There's more to it. And I'm sure Gabby had a lot to say that she just couldn't. So next we'll get into Brian's portion. She just gets worked up sometimes, and I try and really distance myself from her, so like, I, I lock the car, and I walk away from her. But what happened this morning is that she's trying to set up, like, her own website blog and everything, so I give her time, and I, we really had a nice morning with everybody, if anything, but um, she just got worked up because we were trying to get going and get her day going, because we want to go, um, like, our day going to the You want to tell me about those scratches on your face? She had stuff on her hand, that's why I was pushing her away, because I... She, she wanted to be, I like the keys, so I can go for it. I said, let's just take a breather. And let's not you know, go anywhere. Let's just calm down for a minute. 
Yeah, so right in the beginning, he mentions she gets all worked up, she acts up, and I locked her out of the car and told her to take a break. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. doing exactly what you're saying. He's framing her as the problem. Yeah, and and also, I've never encountered a situation where denying someone access <laughs> to a place... And may I say that she owns the van. She owns it. They're in the middle of nowhere. You know, Moonflower (laughs) (laughs) Co-op. And I also want to point out that, um, like, he has, like, scratches and and everything on him. Yeah. But, and there's no evidence of physical harm on her. But we go back to the 911 call. He didn't say she, the girl, was hitting the boy he said the man, you know, he, the, the man was hitting. Yeah. And so, so I'm thinking self-defense. Yeah. Well, so later on in the body cam, which I don't know if we'll put it in there, Brian claims that Gabby was like attacking him kind of with her phone and she had the keys in her hand and her nails and her rings. And that's why there's scratches on his face. And the altercation that the man saw when he called 911 was Brian pushing Gabby away. So Brian even admits, yeah, he pushed her away to try to, try to get her off of him. That's mm-hmm. what he claims. <laughs> well, and also, even if that is the case, there has been so many times, and it's quite often when the one time, because she's not a serial abuser, he is, the mm-hmm. one time that there's any attention brought to it it's when you know the the survivor or the victim is fighting back yeah so there's been plenty of times where like that has happened and i feel like we see that in the murder cases when the abused woman finally you know like kills the man yeah like that's the breaking point like just because he has the scratches on him doesn't mean that she's the abuser which i'm not saying it's right that she did that but i'm also saying that it's more complicated than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So basically how they conclude this police stop, they go back and forth with Gabby and Brian. Brian explains why he has the scratches on his on his face, explains why the wheel was getting yanked and they were like off the road basically driving. And how they conclude it is it's not up to Brian or Gabby what the police are going to do. They have to file some kind of domestic violence against Gabby. Because Gabby admits to slapping Brian. There's marks on Brian's body. And then also from the 911 caller, he reported seeing an altercation and stuff happening involving Gabby clawing and scratching at Brian. This entire thing has turned on Gabby. Brian is a mastermind. Brian is a mastermind. 
the police don't want to do it and they go to Brian and ask him, hey, you don't want to file charges, but it doesn't matter. We have to file a domestic violence dispute. Brian really does not want that to happen. They eventually go back to Gabby and they talk to her like she's a, in elementary school. And yeah, I noticed her, that too. We have one final question for you. It is the most important question. Like this is like life or death right now. How, that's how they were speaking to her. They basically were asking her if when she was slapping him, if she meant like intent to harm him. And she's like, no, like I just wanted to like get his attention, like diffuse the situation. And that's kind of just how they leave it. So I'm pretty sure it ends with her having some kind of court date, but it's nothing serious. It's just like a dispute. Go to your court date, pay a fine or whatever, and you're good to go. Right. They had said to her that, you know, you're young and this could really ruin your life. Like, we don't want to do that. Yeah. And I just want to point out the horrible training of these officers. Yeah. Like, how could they not? I mean, we didn't even, we listened to that little part of Gabby. We didn't hear from Brian and we knew. I know. We could see through it. And a lot of other talk that has come up through it is like domestic violence training for police. Like, mm -hmm. Like I was talking about, like I, I also um, volunteered at a domestic and sexual violence hotline. And, you know, so I did a lot of training and this is like textbook stuff we're talking I know, about, like, like day one. Yeah. And so people are like, you know, she should have asked for like a female police officer, like all this stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, and so Something's going on because that's the second police siren I've heard oh from my, my apartment. Oh my god, Gabby Petito! I know. What's the time? Eight twenty. Brian, Brian's found. He's found. <laughs> He's in Vermont. But oh yeah, so the police um, is solution is to spend have them spend the night apart. So they pay for Brian to be in a hotel room, and then Gabby sleeps in the van. They even they make a comment where they say if they were to get back together or something, what would happen? Yeah. We're, we're, we're seeing what happens from this, that they didn't really do their job. And it almost seemed like they were just not wanting to deal with the situation. I feel like another thing I noticed about Brian was Brian was very much like talking like, like how Chris Watts was very, like very buddy, buddy, like, you know, women are crazy, man. What yeah. can I say? And that's what Chris Watts said too. He's like, you know how women can be Yeah, like kind of playing on this, you know, this trope of women being crazy and kind of, you know, I felt like he was, the way he was talking was very like, you get it, man, nudge, nudge, you know, women are crazy. Like, haha, you and I are on the same level. Like, yeah, he was definitely playing that. I felt and like it definitely got the police officers because they were literally textbook by the law. Like, oh, well, we also have to think that like men can also be abused in the situations. And Gabby was the aggressor. So it's not fair for us to, you know, give her a pass because she's a cute white girl, but she could also be abusing him, mm -hmm. you know, which. But again, it's not that black and white. I know. Like you got to read the situation and clearly they were just doing it by the book and not reading like what was going on here. No critical thinking. <laughs> Nothing. So moving on, the police stop again was on August 12th. Remember the dates in this timeline? Because. There's so many dates to remember. Mm -hmm. And so many different states. That's why the FBI is involved because it's like involves such a big area. Like yeah. So next we move on to August 19th where we see um, Gabby's first upload of her YouTube video um, posted that was called Van Life Journey. Cute. 
it just basically displayed the couple um, on their journey through van life, cutesy moments, montages, you know, that kind of vibe. Um, and then on August 24th, um, we see the couple leaving a hotel out in Salt Lake City. So, I mean, in 12 days, it seems like they're back to normal, you know? She's posting mm-hmm. a YouTube video about their love. They're at a hotel. Like, is that against Van Life 101? I thought you were supposed to live in the van. That's a good point. Right? Do they? Frogs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I guess they uh, needed a cold shower. I don't know. I know, right? Um, and then on August 25th, we see um, Gabby's last Instagram post, which was so cute. It had this little cute pumpkin in it. It was like a nice little like homemade pumpkin out of yarn. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And um, I believe that was also out in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can and- go next. And this was the 25th is the same day that um, she, it's the last time that her mother sees her face. They FaceTime each other. Yep. Um, and she tells her mom that they're, ha- they're heading to Grand Teton National Park yep. in Wyoming. And so August 27th is the date that, and they don't, and they don't release it on the 27th, but there's travel bloggers that are in that area as well yep. that, um, they see on Spread Creek Disperse Campground, um, which is in the Wyoming, like that area, they see an empty white van parked. And so like you, they're like, this is odd. So they document it. Yep. And it turns out that it's Gabby's van. Well, actually. But we don't know that quite yet. So the video is just of them. It's like GoPro footage from their car mm-hmm. of them like driving through this dirt road, like nothing there. They're going over these bumps and bumpy and like they posted the video and it didn't come to light until like mid-September. Somebody was reviewing the footage or, you know, I think the couple just went back through their footage and they remember that van. Um, and I have some quotes from the two um, after the van was seen on their video. It was a couple named Jen and Kyle Buthane. We passed by a white van, and both Kyle and I recognized that they had a Florida plate. We wanted to stop and say hi, but the van was dark, and it didn't look like there was anyone there. So basically, they, like, acknowledged the van. That's one of those moments where, in the news currently, they're looking for a white van with a black ladder. And you vividly remember having a conversation about a white van with a black ladder, and it's Florida plate. A Florida van in Wyoming? Right, you would remember that. Yeah, right? On one of the spots where they were, you know, saying they were going to. That was another key piece in the case. I mean, in, like, the development of the case was this video. I mean, it gave them clear distinction of, like, not just on August 25th, her last Instagram post, but on August 27th, where they actually were. And then it gives them, it helps them find where she is, too. Yeah. Where to search. Okay, so... August, between August 29th and 30th, we'll say, <laughs> um, is uh, there's a woman, Miranda Baker, and I think she had her boyfriend with her, right? Um, mm. And there's Brian Laundry hitchhiking on the road. And yeah. she does a stupid thing, which I would never do. I mean, at least her boyfriend was there. She picked him up, <laughs> and um, they were like, I, he said, I'm heading to Jackson, Wyoming, which is like 20 miles, 20 minutes, 20 miles away. And he offered her $200. Yep. And she's like, wow, that's like, 
kind of ridiculous a lot of money and he was alone and he said he said oh yeah i have a girlfriend fiance whatever she is and um she's working on her blog in her van right now so yeah that was the whole conversation <laughs> yeah. and then where did she drop him off so she dropped him off at like a dam like a random area because they had some weird conversation the place they were going to was jackson hole or something. right yeah he they were like oh yeah we're going to jackson and she's like that's just what people call it. like there's no other place in the area called jackson like jackson hole so they were having a conversation and he was like no I'm not going there. Drop me off right here. And she was just confused because like they were like in agreement. This is where they're going. And like, it was just a confusing situation. And he just wanted to stop, stopped at this like dam and he got out. Right. That's what it was. They didn't make it all the way. He, they abruptly dropped him yeah. off. We're going to play the TikTok video from Miranda Baker, the woman who picked up Brian Laundry. This is going to be my last video. I've said everything I need to say and what happened during my encounter with Brian. I just want to make one last video with everything in it because I know people are going out there to help search for her. So I just want all the maps and the facts and in one place. Okay, this is the text I sent my mom when we dropped him off. This just has like the date in it and the timestamp. So we dropped him off at 6.09. But as you can see, we picked him up at 5.54. This is off my mom's because my texts don't go back this far. Um, and then, you know, I said we dropped him off at 6.00. So this is where we picked him up. We picked him up in Coulter Bay, and we dropped him off um, by this dam. He was hitchhiking. There was no van. Gabby was not with him. It was just him. So this is what the dam looked like. We dropped him off at the turnout because this is going south. You're going like this. He then said, I'm going to get out. I'm going to hitchhike, find a different ride. Um, he said he was going to go across to the parking lot over here, which was filled with a bunch of people. Again, this is on August 29th at 6.09. So this is a map of Grand Teton National Park. During our ride, he said, well, before he got in the car, he said, I wanted to go to Jackson. So this, okay, this is Jackson. Like right there, you can see it says Jackson. Stuff of the park, right? Jackson, Jackson Hall is commonly referred to as well. So I said, you know what? We're going to Jackson hop it you know he's very nice he offered us two hundred dollars to give him this ride and we picked him up you can see here Coulter bay right there it's like pretty north of the park um and he said he was hiking along snake river which is up here and it kind of like goes down a little bit um and he said he was gone for multiple days and he had left his fiance never called her by her name back at their campsite which they he said they camped in a dispersed campsite so it's not a regulated um campsite and he was gone for multiple days without her and he was sleeping on a tarp when we picked him up he had a backpack long sleeves a hat on and scruff um he wasn't clean shaved and he had hiking boots on but he didn't look dirty the only thing dirty about him were his shoes um and he was very nice during the trip you know very calm we were making small talk he was agitated when I said Jackson Hole, okay? So we were going south to Jackson. There's no other place in the Tetons called Jackson. Why he, like, became agitated, I don't know. Um, he just was very set on getting out of the car, which is why we pulled out by the dam, and that's why he got out. I 
I don't know why he wanted to get out so bad. I don't know what other place he wanted to go to because there's only one Jackson. Mm-hmm. Is that not wild? That's crazy. I wonder what like ticked him off. I know. Like, I wonder what just like all of a sudden, like all oh, the names aren't the same. I'm gonna get out of the car. You know, that's like sporadic behavior where he like just did something and like he doesn't trust anybody, and he just wants to get out. Right, like he's paranoid. Yeah, I might believe that like Gabby was still alive at this point and in the van working because you know she mentioned before she was at the Moonflower Co-op. They were working on she was working on her blog, so like maybe she was still there because if he killed her, why didn't he just take the van? Instead, well, he's he does. He does go back to the van at some point because he brings it home. Exactly, yeah. I just don't understand like why he's hitchhiking. Maybe for an alibi? I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah, maybe he was planning on leaving the van there. Like he had a different plan. He was going to leave the van there and like find a way to like the city. I don't know. But it is very bizarre. And mm-hmm. I did hear that like this TikTok is pretty credible and she's been working with like police to give them information and I'm pretty, like I think they allowed her to put this on public because you know like this could like get out of hand like more people could say that they did the same thing and like it's not true but I think it's just good because then it gets out like you know get the word out to more people millions of people mm-hmm. saw this on TikTok and someone else might have some more information well it's crazy now that like where we are in like society in our life that People are posting things on social media about the encounters they've had with people in the news. Like, I don't know. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, that's the good and bad of social media, I guess. That, you know, we're finding out clues to what happened here. But there's other reasons why social media is the worst. Yeah, so that was an interesting video. And I think that did really help, you know, police hunt down both Gabby and Brian. Well, we're still looking for one of them. Yeah, we're still looking for one, but I don't know. It was good intel, I think. So moving on from there, on the same day, on August 30th, we get Gabby's mother receives a text from Gabby that says, no service in Yosemite. But I'm wondering how that's possible. That's what I'm because, saying. Because, well, and also the mother's like, that doesn't sound like Gabby. Yeah. Um, But I wonder how it's possible because on September 1st, Brian reportedly returns home to Florida in the white van without Gabby. So if they were in California on the 30th, there's no, there's not enough hours in the day for him to get to Florida in two days. I know. One day, pretty much. And like, this is the, this is the data we have. Is anyone like questioning this? Because I don't know how he got to... Florida so fast in a four transit. I mean, he must have driven all day and all night. Wyoming to Florida, 31 hour drive. This is crazy. So he would have had to leave on the 29th. Well, I feel like if you just killed a person, you're on adrenaline. I feel like you could do that, honestly. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but is there any record of him at a gas station along the way? Like, right. Credit- There's no way you can make 31 hours without stopping for gas. Yeah. Is there a credit card charge? Like, check his credit card. Alrighty, so on September 1st, like Megan said, Brian returns home, and his parents are like, oh, so where's the Gabby? Like, what's she doing? Like, this girl that lived with you for a year that is possibly going to be your daughter-in-law, and you're like, 
<laughs> right? And they're taking a fourth four month excursion and they're back early. And Gabby's mm-hmm. not there. Nothing's happening. September first, Gabby's parents are worried. They're trying to contact her. Uh I mean, she did send the text that said no service in Yosemite. So they're maybe at this point they're just assuming like she's just, you know, bad service, can't contact them. But it's strange because she's always been in contact with them, always telling them where she is, where she's going. She's been posting on her blog. She's been posting on Instagram. So at this point in time, they're getting nervous. And uh, Brian's not answering their calls either. Yeah. So on September 10th um, is when Gabby's mom tries to contact Brian's mom. Um, and she sends her a text. She sends him a, or sends her a phone call. And there's nothing. No response. Nothing from Brian's parents um, Mm -hmm. to Gabby's parents. So what does Gabby's father do? (laughs) He drives Brian's family home. Mind you, they're in New York. He drives to Florida. Like, damn, these people traveling at light speed, I guess. Yeah, uh, he's a father from New York. You bet your ass is going to go down to Florida and check on his daughter, see where his daughter is. Take care of this himself. Yeah, he's going to go down there and, yeah. and bring some justice. Yeah, he's looking for answers. Where's my daughter? So we get a report that there's a public service incident report made at 6.30 p.m. Um, when Gabby's father arrives at Brian's parents' home. Now, in the report, it says that he never enters the home and there's only a discussion outside. Um, Also, mind you, one of the things we forgot to mention was back at the police stop, Gabby actually does call her parents um, during the police stop when she's all shaken up and crying. So at this point in time, her parents have to know that, like, there's something going on in this relationship, you know? Right. So... I just wanted to put that in there because, like, you know, they're already having questions. And now her father's at their house and he's got more questions. And I want to know what he's asking them. And we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so after this day, I don't know what was told to Gabby's father. But the next day, Gabby's mother on September 11th um, is when Gabby is officially reported missing. Um her mother reports her missing at, missing at the police department in Suffolk County, New York. So from this day, when once she's officially reported missing, it was an interesting day because also at the same time, Brian's parents report her missing to the Florida County Police Department, whatever. That's when connections are starting being made where it's like, well, this person's being reported missing by two different families. Um, let's do some more deep diving into this. Right. So, but Yeah. So this is when the police department show up to Brian's parents' house and they are greeted with Brian's parents and they direct them, they direct the police to their attorney to answer any and all questions and that they will not be speaking. Yep. So crazy. So, so I mean, that that says guilty right there. Well, yeah. and I hate that I definitely have beef with his parents because they're enabling this and it's like this girl lived with you you don't want any justice for her you don't want your son to have to answer for his crimes mm-hmm. you don't want like you're protecting this fugitive yeah and you're just okay with that well that yeah i mean they really had time here because they had 10 days to decide an action plan you know i'm assuming yeah. 
that Brian came home and it was like, yeah, I killed her. What are we going to do? And they were like, okay, um, let's get an attorney and not speak to anybody, you know? Well, and then I think about back to Chris Watts. I think about his King father. Yeah. You got to tell them what's going on. Oh my God. Yes. The police department out there in Colorado. Mm -hmm. We're on it. And so I feel like that's what the parents should have done. Like, Hey, Brian, you, you fucked up. You have to pay for what you've done. That's just, that's what's the right thing to do. If it's your kid or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. See, that's one way. One way I was going was like, he came and confessed and was like, yeah, I fucking killed her. Or two, it was like, like he just made up a huge elaborate lie. Hey, it was accidental. She's dead. This is where I put her. How do we like go about this? You know, because even that, like, you know, it could possibly could have, she could have fell off a cliff or something and died. And, you know, what's everyone going to think? Oh, Brian pushed her. Obviously he killed her, but it could have been an accident, you know? And that's where this case is going to get messy in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm here for it. That's (laughs) why I feel like it has to be the first one. Cause if it was the second one, I feel like they would have urged him to be like, you're going to be okay. It was an accident. Like, yeah, I think it was the first one. I don't know. I think his parents are actually really smart in how they're handling it. And this is how you need to handle it if you want to win. You need to not yeah. talk. You need to not speak. I don't, you can't, you know, you don't want to say too much because then they can misconstrue your words. I think they're doing a really good job if they're going to win this case. And I, I really do think Brian's going to get off with it. I'm seeing it from a humanitarian standpoint where it's like, <laughs> he fucking yeah. did it. He needs to go to jail and these parents are horrible people oh, for... Yeah allowing him to get away oh i I agree so much um because we'll see on september 14th that they report freaking oh wait no not yet 14th when the police come they say the last time that they see their son brian he went to the t marby carlton jr (laughs) nature reserve to go hiking alone Mm -hmm. and they go there to check on him because he was like, I'll be back in a day. And his Mustang is there. Yep. And so they drive it back. Mm -hmm. And also on this day, we get a public letter written by Gabby's family to Brian's family asking them for help. Because at this point, they're not talking. They're not saying anything. And Gabby's family is in distraught. Their daughter's missing. Brian's home from this trip. Like, why won't anybody speak? Why won't they tell them any information? So they sent out this public letter that's been on all, all like it blasted to all the news outlets and Brian's family had basically no comment. Like that was it. Yeah. Like we are not going to speak on this. No comment. Cause he fucking did it. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so we um, find next on September 15th, Brian officially becomes a person of interest. Clearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all saw that come in. I, I don't know why it took them so damn long. Yeah. He should have been a person of interest on August 12th. <laughs> I know. You really should have. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll tell you what. If there was a female police officer, we wouldn't even be here right now. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, all right, honey, what's going on? Just quickly, September 17th is mm-hmm. then the parents report that Laundry's mission, la- that Brian is missing. So... Uh, he's not missing, okay? He yeah. ran away. He's hiding. Let's be real. Yep. He's hiding. He's a fugitive. I actually have that exact wordage in my notes. <laughs> I what? have 
he's not missing he is hiding <laughs> oh well because it's so obvious it's universal we don't have to talk about it right, right like clearly he's running away <laughs> right so yeah on september 18th the search for brian begins and currently today we are still in the search for brian his last known whereabouts where his parents say he was going was the carlton reserve in sarasota um he, there's been search warrants out for his arrest. Also, I just want to say, I think it's hilarious that the police are listening to Brian's parents and where he is, because they're clearly like pointing them in the wrong direction, so he has time to run. But that's right. just me. And it's like, um, they're not even talking to them. <laughs> Their attorney's talking. Right. So it's like, why would they help you? Yeah. We just get video footage of Brian's father returning home with a half-gallon milk. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So September 19th, a body is discovered um, when they were doing their search in the Teton National Forest in Wyoming Mm -hmm. that matches the description of Gabby. They have not, at this point, they did not confirm it, but it's matching her description. Yes. Um, And so they're going to bring it in for an autopsy and see what's going on. So we're, we wait for those results until the 21st. Yep. And what are the results, Sean? So the body's officially identified as Gabby's. And the coroner says most likely a homicide situation. Right. And they don't say, which drives me crazy. They don't say like the manner, like if it was blunt force trauma, strangulation. Like they don't say how, they just say homicide. I'm like, okay, but how? (laughs) Yeah. But hopefully we hear soon of what she died from. I'm sure it's Mm going to be some like fucking jokey jokey like overdose or something like he fucking drugged her made it seem like a suicide you know that's something i feel like brian would do oh yeah because he painted because you know she was acting out of sorts and had anxiety and health issues she said and then you know he's painting her that she's crazy so yeah i i could see that right i'm assuming i'm gonna say so my guess cause of death is gonna be like um, trauma to the head and like strangulation. I I think it's going to be blunt force trauma or like blood loss. I think that he, I think he beat her to death. That's going to yeah. be my guess because he, you know, they sh- we've shown that they get physical. Yep. Um, it seems like he's got a lot of anger and shit. Yeah, piled up just bubbling under the surface like how he randomly got agitated at that woman for referring to it as jackson hole instead of jackson right like there's I, I think yeah. that's what it is there's definitely something going on there just because like normal relationships don't do that like i don't think right. i've ever i don't think i've ever gone to that point but the search is on for brian so mm-hmm. oh on the this, i just want to add on the same day the 21st that they uh, do the that the autopsy comes out confirming it's Petito. They serve a search warrant and search the laundry home. Mm-hmm. They take his computer. They tow his Mustang. They have boxes and boxes of stuff coming out. Yep. Um, and they're saying there could be possible evidence on the hard drive. Mm-hmm. And I wonder. I wonder. I'm trying to like the nature of this. Like I'm trying to figure out what possibly could be on there. I know. Do you think like messages between like you know, him threatening her or something. Like, I, I can't. I don't, know. I don't know. Honestly, the way this has been playing out so far, I don't think Brian's that stupid to do that, you know? I feel like... Yeah, he seems calculated. He did it and then had no contact with anybody until he got back to Florida. Mm-hmm. He's crazy like that. 
He drove 31 hours. <laughs> yeah, 31 hours in silence. Didn't, you know, because they could just listen to the fucking phone conversation he had on the way down there. He's texting right? people. He, they could just read the text. And I don't think the way this is playing out right now with his parents, how fucking witty they are, um, I don't think he's that stupid. And that's why I think he's going to get away with it. Well, and I also heard this may be a rumor that his mother used to like, she was like a receptionist or something at like, um, at a police station and people are like nepotism, like, oh, she, you know, yeah. so I, I don't, that's not confirmed. I've heard a rumor of that. So yeah. take that with a grain of salt. Hmm. So on September 23rd, the search for Brian for being a person of interest to question became a warrant for his arrest. Mm, get and his ass. Of, course, of course it's not an arrest for the murder. They don't have enough evidence yet. Yep. So it's kind of like how they get got Casey Anthony on um, check forgery. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's like so they're, like random. It's crazy. They're getting him on use of on. Uh, I know, so random. <laughs> um, they're looking for him on use of unauthorized devices because he used a credit card. Um, I'm assuming it was hers mm-hmm. um, or one they shared together. Um, and he used it after she disappeared. So between August 30th and September 1st, which I'm thinking was, and he took out a thousand dollars. I'm thinking it was to get fucking gas. Yeah. Paying cash. Um, for his, for his 31 hour trip and like road snacks. Yeah. Now they don't say what he bought, right? No, they just said he took out a thousand dollars. So he probably wanted that cash so that, you know, he didn't leave like a paper trail. We hope you guys enjoyed our little timeline of events up until basically um, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> September 23rd. So that's the latest information that we have so far. Um, and we'll definitely keep you guys updated going on to our next podcast. I don't know if we'll do like an overall complete one. We might. I mean, this case is going to be crazy, I think. once. Yeah. I, like, like wait till we get to trial. It's going to be nuts. The crime, the crime tapper in me is wanting Brian to be found alive. Because I want answers. I want to know more. Yeah. But like, I want him dead too. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm conflicted. <laughs> I hope an alligator eats him or something. Or just like <laughs> eats his limbs, but like he's still alive, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just, so he gets to suffer. Yeah, just suffer a little bit. Yeah. But already, guys, we thank you so much for joining us on this breaking episode of Crime on Tap. Um, be sure to follow us over on Crime on Tap Pod, over on Instagram to keep up, keep up with all the latest. Um, and also be share be sure to share with your family and friends, your grandma. Um, it really does help us out with the algorithm boost. And then share it to 10 friends, and then those <laughs> 10 friends will share it to another 10 friends. Yes, it benefits um, you, we promise. Mm-hmm. And we'll <laughs> give you $3 a month. No, I'm taking, no, we don't even, no. No, I'm not lying. even that. Don't not. hold us to that. We can't afford that. <laughs> Also listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, and the other ones. Podbean, Podbean made the list. Yes, Podbean. <laughs> Snaps. Snaps. Snaps for Podbean. <laughs> Thank you, everyone who listens on Podbean. We love them. Yeah, the name is so cute. It is cute. We don't know. We don't have. We don't know anything about them, but we're on there. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Where, where crime, crime is, is always, always on, on top. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>